Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Know to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ivan Khan, and I'll be breaking down topics around education, growth, and culture with the intention to help your own growth journeys. For those not familiar with our hosting organization, Constitorial, I serve as a CEO there, and we serve kids K-12 in supplemental education centers throughout New York City. One of the unique privileges of my work is the opportunity to really know the various communities that our team serves and discover the various challenges that students face within themselves, their families, and overall community systems. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Joe Vasquez Esquire. Joe Vasquez um, and I go way back 20-25 years. Uh, We first met uh, in high school in bio class in ninth grade and we had ninth grade bio which was right with our gym class and that was that time where I saw this uh, dynamic young man from upper Manhattan really take uh, the classroom by storm, our basketball team by storm, and over time, Joe's gone on to do some wonderful things. He attended the uh, University of Haverford, he did ROTC before that, went to Temple Law School, and after starting his career in the Northeast, he settled um, you know, back in New York. He came back home to uh, Upper Manhattan, and Absolutely. today he is a practicing attorney at Salino and Barnes. Joe, welcome. Thank you so much for joining our show today. Oh, thank you for having me, Ivan. Can I call you Ivo or I got to call you Ivo? You can uh, call Ivo. me whatever the hell you want to. We've been freaking knowing each other for 25 years and uh, congratulations on all the milestones this year. I had a great time at your wedding. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I had a good time. Probably a little too good, man. I gained a couple pounds during that week. But uh, but yeah, man, thanks for having me. You and your uh, amazing wife really knew how to throw a party, uh, a destination wedding, and we'll get to that later. But we're really here to talk about our favorite topic, one of our favorite topics, fantasy sports. Uh, Tonight, uh, it's the kickoff to the 2019 NFL season. Big game. A lot of stuff going out there. And we called on you because you are the current champ. For those listeners at home, Joe Vasquez and I have been in a fantasy football league for at least 12 years now. Um, It's a two-quarterback league. Uh, It's half-point PPR, for those of you wondering, 10 teams. And Joe happens to be our current reigning champion, so he will not uh, forget to remind us of that. <laughs> Joe, how are you feeling about this year's fantasy season? We just had a draft two days ago. Take I'm, it away. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. The thing is, you never feel great after a draft, because mm-hmm. if you're drafting the right way, you're picking players that people may not know about, right? Yeah. Like, uh, one of the guys in our league gets really excited when they pick up LaShawn McCoy. Uh... Right? LaShawn McCoy is dope, like... But in 2015, right? So you yeah. want to stay ahead of the draft. You want to stay ahead of the curve, man. And and this year, a lot of us, we brought it, man. Like, we have a unique little system set up. Half-point PPR, two quarterbacks. Why do you think we do that for all the listeners who, you know, one-point PPR is a one way to do it standard is zero points. Why did we go for half-point PPR? And we'll get to a little about your childhood. Well, I, I know why you do it as a commissioner, right? Yeah. <laughs> because it's harder to get online and find information on a two-quarterback league which means you're relying on your own noodle, right? Yep, yep. Instead your own just, analytics. Exactly. Instead of just printing out a list at the last mm-hmm. second from ESPN. Or the other competing, uh, you know, rival ranking associations. So, you know, you're the reigning champ. We got... Uh, Can I interrupt you for a please, second? Please, please. I noticed you didn't want to mention your sources there, man. That's oh, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so my source is dog. Uh, we got Yahoo. We got ESPN. We got CBS Sports. And you know, this time I was drafting using Fantasy Pros. Fantasy Pros? Fantasy the, Pros. The draft was, assistant? You got that? It was ama- no, I didn't pay no shit. I Me had neither. like the free stuff. But I did work on it in the office. Mm-hmm. I had my own spreadsheet with a tier-based system. Uh, when you're drafting two QB versus one, it's really, really difficult. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, we grew up in working-class neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. I'm a Bangladeshi New Yorker. Mm-hmm. You are of Puerto Rican descent. Mm-hmm. 
uh, we're both products of the 80s and 90s. Tell us about your childhood. Uh, I had a great childhood. I loved my neighborhood, loved my community, loved my mom. I mean, you know her, right? Yeah. Ferocious. Yeah, of course. Type of woman that says, uh, if you need to cut off Ivan's foot to feed your kids, the foot's coming off, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it wasn't without its challenges, right? I mean, Uptown, I mean, a lot of people associate now Uptown with the Dykeman, the parties, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that, which is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. the whole neighborhood's been remade. But back then, it was a little different, right? 80s and 90s. We're, yeah. You know, we're, we grew up in the 80s and 90s. Exactly. Graduated high school in 99. Unfortunately, there were a lot of issues in my neighborhood with drugs, with violence. So it, it, it posed challenges, right? But none that we couldn't get through. And honestly, ones that made me who I am today. What was your schooling like? Did you spend most of your time in? Uh, and for those outside of New York, you know, we uh, folks have heard about Harlem. Above that is Washington mm-hmm. Heights, mm-hmm. right off the Deegan, for all your firm fans. <laughs> um, however, even above above Audubon, above, uh, you know, George Washington Bridge, we got Inwood. Tell us about Inwood and it's the magic true. of that, that neighborhood. A lot of people morph Washington Heights and Inwood, right? And yeah. Culturally, they're very similar, mm-hmm. but they're also very different, right? Okay. Tell us. So depending on who you're talking to, Inwood either starts at Hillside Ave. Or Dykeman. Yeah. Right? That's the big debate within Inwood. Okay. But Inwood is basically from 200th Street, that's Dykeman, up to 218th Street. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, especially Uber drivers and stuff, when you tell them, oh, I'm going to 204th Street. Yeah. I'm going to Dykeman <laughs> Street. Right? They're like, oh, is that in the Bronx? No. Yeah. It's 205 in the Bronx is our, is our neighborhood. We got Bengalis taking over that's that stuff. the thing. So, so <laughs> you're right about <laughs> no that. Shoot, it's, no a, okay. it's a very quick growing no, population. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about, for people especially that aren't from New York or moved to New York, yeah. Manhattan does not stop at 96th Street, right? Nope. There's a whole different world up there. And the tip, tip top, that's yeah. Inwood. Fantastic. Which is, you know, it's a mostly Latino neighborhood. But there's also like a big Irish population. Yeah. Uh, Jewish population, yeah. Italian popula- population, depending on what's A lot of diversity up there without folks uh, ever realizing. So what was your schooling like? Did you attend like uh, back in our day, yo, mm-hmm. uh, we had like the IGCSP. There's a lot of debate right now. Four-year-olds taking exams. I'm personally not for a four-year-old taking an exam, mm-hmm. but back in our day, we had like IGCs, mm-hmm. uh, Magnet, um, SP in like every class. Was that the same for you? I was from Queens, and what was your uh, it, what were your classroom structures it like? It was. It wasn't at four, but I took my first exam to get into school at eight, nine years old. Okay. To get into the Mott Hall School in okay. Harlem. Uh, back then, a little background. So I start in kindergarten at four years old. I was yeah. a little younger, and I think you were the same here. We were a little yeah. younger than the cutoff. Our birthdays are two days apart. But my mother, guess what, uh, had a friend at the school. Okay. And she didn't have child care. So she got me in there at four. So I was a little younger than everybody else in the school. Yeah. Um, within a couple of weeks, they switched me over to the gifted and talented Yeah, group of the, the accelerated classes, yeah. So from there to third grade, I'm kind of in these like funky trailer mini buildings. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I was there for second grade. <laughs> it was the, it was the trailer style classroom in the schoolyard because our schools were getting overcrowded. Being. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So if I guess if they thought, you know, they wanted uh, to, to separate the kids that were in these sort of gifted and talented programs, you could argue about whether or not that's a good idea. Right. Yeah, but that's yeah. what happened. Uh, when I was going up to fourth grade, yeah. I took my first exam to get to this school, to get to the Mott Hall. Um, I get into Mott Hall, I get involved with a program called the Harlem Educational Activities Fund. Wow. And and not to plug you too much or anything, okay. right? Um, I promise people don't. I, I didn't have anything to do with that back in the day. about huh? this, right? Yeah. But while in Mott Hall, the program gave me a, a scholarship okay. to take a test prep course. Another company, I won't, I yeah. won't name who it is, right? Yeah. But that's how I got into Bronx Science. Okay. So pretty much since four years old, I've been in some sort of either magnet school or gifted and talented program. All public, by the way. All public yeah, yeah. It never cost you a dime, either of me. Mm-hmm. So you and I actually met at Bronx Science uh, mm-hmm. 
biology, and uh, there were some adjustments that we both had to face. We're both coming from, you know, there's a lot of working class families. Um, you know, th that's when you realize, you know, like, it's a whole different world. So t tell us a little about your journey at Bronx Science for uh, those who want to find out more. Yeah, well, well, to talk about Bronx Science, I got to talk about what was going on before Bronx Science. Okay. Right? Because yeah, yeah. Bronx Science still has diversity issues, right? Of course. Back then, they were even more magnified. So mm. in a neighborhood like mine growing up, it's not a it's not a good it's not a fun place to be a nerd. <laughs> you get what yeah. I'm saying? Like you got people who are, you know, jumping you for your jazz sports. You know, we're we're broke, so I'm wearing like fake Tims and oh, yeah. tonics. British knights. My car can all, all the favor shoes. Meadow and is shit. coming off. You yeah. know. My friends are seeing my mom buy my kicks on the back of a truck and stuff. So that wasn't fun, right? Yeah, but yeah. but the thing about growing up in a neighborhood like that is you have to adjust because if people are hitting you they're going to keep hitting you, right? Yep, yep. You got to stand up to yourself. Yeah. So even if you're fighting four dudes and it's one of you, you got to keep going, right? Yeah. The problem with that, and you know, you met me at a much younger age, right? Yeah. Is you start to <clears throat> absorb some of those qualities. The environment right? around you. Exactly. So yeah. you go from wanting to study hard to wanting to be tough. Yeah. If you get jumped, you form a crew with your friends, yeah. right? So when I got to Bronx Science, it was such a oasis, man. Nice. It was freedom because... I mean, they were like, you can go to whatever classes you want. Yeah. You had free periods. Yeah. Right? There was, I don't think there were security guards when we first got there. We Eventually had security, and, but it, it was, they understood that even if, even if some seniors cut here and there, there was, there was enough autonomy that uh, a lot of students could find, you know, their path. Yeah. And, and the other thing is interacting with people that were on a different path. And look, I always say this, one of the things that bothers me the most, right? Yeah. People are like, oh yeah, you got to start with the parenting. You got to start with the parenting. Well, you know what? Parenting uptown was hard, right? Yeah. My mother was a single mother. Yep. Disabled youngest son, mm -hmm. right? Barely making it ends meet as a seamstress. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, if she's not checking on me all the time, mm -hmm. it's because she's working two jobs and sweeping floors. Yeah. Right. And and and, and uh, just to add to that, that is a very similar situation mm -hmm. for a lot of new immigrants, mm -hmm. whether it's uh, dad's not around because he has to work three jobs because mom can't get a job um, or X, Y, Z. But Go on, please. No, so so in in that space, yeah. moving on from there, just just staying out of negative situations is usually the goal when you come up in a neighborhood yeah. like Inwood, Washington Heights, right? But then you get to Bronx Science, and the minimum is going to college. Yeah, right. It's not it, it, the minimum is becoming a doctor or lawyer, and you have all these people who have not only experiences and opportunities, but like a certain sort of a space. So you, had, you had an opportunity to meet new types of friends, new, different ethnic backgrounds, mm -hmm. different freaking boroughs and stuff. Absolutely. It's amazing. People like you, I see you got Samir's in the room what right up, now. Samir? What we up, Samir? We got our friends. Um, I got I to gotta ask, you know, we grew up watching WWF, Hulk Hogan. Big time. Yeah. And Macho yeah. Man and Shawn Michaels kicking Marty Jannetty through the window. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> At what point, as a kid growing up in the inner city, uh, did you pick up any interest in football? Because football is like, you, you see it in the South, you see it in other places. When you're in the inner city, you, you, when, from our era, you're watching wrestling. Mm -hmm. Next thing is like basketball. The Giants had their run in 1990. That's how I got more into the Giants because of LT mm -hmm. um, and Phil Sims and Jeff Hostetler and all the whole stuff going on. So how about you in football? Football was always out of my house. On? I, I, on in my house. 86. Wow. I remember Ooh. four or five years old, yeah. Denver versus Giants, right? Really? Absolutely. And then my brother was kind of a local football star, wow. right? He played at Kennedy. He was like a big deal running back. Yeah. And then he got hurt, became a cornerback or whatever. But they actually right, called right, him right. Batman, 
right? Wow. Because he was so fast or whatever. Yeah. I was big back then, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. And Kennedy was a powerhouse. Yeah. And it was our local school. Yeah. So when I was allowed to go outside, right, my mom did not. We let couldn't me go outside because <laughs> of the because of the safety issue, exactly. uh, safety concerns by parents. Yeah. I wasn't able to go outside by myself. <laughs> so probably twelve years old, and even then, I'm going down the block to my boy's house, right? Yeah, yeah. So they used to call me Bat Boy, and they called my sister Bat Girl. Okay. So football was the only part of our life. It was literally part of my identity, right? My my brother ah. playing football is what helped me meet people in the neighborhood. I never knew that shit about you, Jeff. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, that's why we're doing a podcast, that boy, man. Huh? That boy, that Okay, okay. So fast forward a little bit on education before we wrap up the segment. You are currently uh, an attorney uh, taking on big cases for one of the most well-known law firms in the Northeast and probably nationally. You're at Salino and Barnes. What's the last four, how long have you been there? Four or five years? Oof, almost seven. Almost seven. Uh, flies, fantastic. Right? How's the last seven years been? And what advice do you have for... Uh, younger people considering the law field, younger people who come from neighborhoods like you did or the neighborhoods I grew up in in Elmhurst or South Ozone Park, whether you're brown like you or brown like me, what uh, what messages do you have for the young men and women entering, considering your field? Well, there are two different messages, right? Okay. Two different things, right? Because the person entering my field, unfortunately, for the most part, isn't from a community like mine, right? So yeah. first, I'll speak to somebody, and I say community how mine was because Uptown's wonderful right now. It's beautiful. It's 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 a great place to be, right? So Shout I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to dump dump on Uptown at all, right? I know. But, I used to live in Uptown. Yeah, you, you know it. One four one in Saint Nick, right? That's right. No, one was <laughs> we were one fortieth in Amsterdam. Okay, we were a okay. little bit more on the west side. Okay. West, okay. Yeah. Uh, so so the first one is have long term goals, right? Because unfortunately, a lot of us you know this number one thing is don't be a burden on your mom. Don't be a burden on your mom. Help yeah. your mom. Her, so a lot of us have these short-term jobs, short-term goals. I'm going to go to school at night and I'm going to work. You had a long game. Long-term investment. Take out the loans. Get the information. That's right. Do set your 10-year plan You know, when you're 17, 16. And you were the first one in the crew because you and I uh, you know, remained friends after high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to visit our medical college a lot. We used to go down to Philly to hang out with you. So you were the first one that made it. Uh, we were still in medical school, like final year, and you were... Dropped in your six-figure salary. <laughs> and when we went out, you were really taking care of a lot of us financially when we didn't have the money. So you you really uh, anticipate that long game. But, you know, you, go on, please. But the second part, and you touched yeah. upon it, stay fluid, right? Stay water. I, I always say okay. that. I even said a, 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 at a career day I, I had at one of your uh, one of your yeah. events. That was all great. And I did what any 24-year-old with money did. Went out and bought a Beamer. Got a two-floor apartment, and guess what happened? What happened? The recession kicked in, and one of the oldest firms in Philadelphia went out of business, right? Oh, shoot. So guess what? Oh, wait. Was it 08 recession? 08 recession, right? So now I'm 26 with student loans and a Beamer, right? So so the other thing I I will tell people, other than safe, right, Mm -hmm. absolutely, is very important, is stay fluid in what you're doing. Okay. So when I was in law school, not to, to talk too long, you got to stop. No, you're good. I mean, pe- people want to know how to manage your money, and yeah. we go on to the next section. Go ahead. Absolutely. So, so when you're in law school, everybody says the best attorneys go to big firms, commercial litigators, corporate, corporate, blah 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 blah. Right. And you get that programmed in your head, and then you think that the only place you can work out of law school is a big firm. Oh, job. they feed you the Kool-Aid, the law school Kool-Aid. Oh. You got to do it this one path for the, that's the only exactly. path. Go build, go build 70 hours a week and waste your next 10 years, right? What happened when, when I had my break when the firm went out of business, I was trying to figure out what I was doing for a couple okay. of months, almost five, six months. Okay. I decided to switch sides, right? So, so I, I went to law school to help people. 
right? I went to law school originally after the internship at the ACLU. Okay. I wanted to work in the pro bono, uh, in the field of, of, of helping people that needed help, that couldn't afford help, right? Help people grow and help people improve their lives and avoid the same shit situations world, that we had right? to deal with. Yeah. Matter of fact, my first for-profit job wasn't until I got my big firm job. So every internship, every job, everything I had was not for profit. And I'm like, wait, you can make money? Okay, I'm, I'm going to do this, right? So you learned more about the community giving aspect of the law field, a hands-on and a not-for-profit fashion before... Transitioning. And that's yeah. the thing. So when I opted for my next job, yeah. and I looked right up my mind up, and I said, you know what? Doing work, plaintiff work, could behoove you. You can mm. connect with people, right? Yeah. Then I tripped upon my specialty, which is toxic tort litigation. Got right? it. People that are exposed to toxic chemicals and develop cancer. And I'll tell you, winning those cases not only can be lucrative, but it makes you feel very good about yourself, right? As opposed to helping somebody's issue with a shareholder derivative suit to go away. That's not That's not why my mom worked two jobs. Uh, you know, so, so you, you want to be more purpose-driven. Absolutely. So on that note, Joe, we're going to go into our first uh, uh, break before the growth section. And it's a good opportunity to hear more about what, dr- what drove you to take go through this transition and other elements of your growth. So all the listeners at home, you are uh, listening to the Know to Grow podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to the Notagro Podcast. You are listening to the Fantasy King Esquire episode, the legal field coming home in fantasy football. We are joined by a very special guest, Mr. Joe Vasquez. Before we left for our break, Joe was telling us about his transition to his current role, uh, more purpose-driven, and I was hoping to see how that led to more about his personal growth and, and more of his personal life. So tell us about uh, the transition to your current gig. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting, man. I was I was doing stuff I liked, but I wasn't moving forward as quickly as I wanted to. Mm. So I just sent the head of the firm an email, and I said, look, this is what I do. This is what I can offer. You guys are, in my opinion, one of the best plaintiff firms in the country. I had, yeah. you know, let's go a little yeah, bit. Yeah, of course. And, and you guys would benefit from this type of department, right? Okay. And he responded to my email. And cool. we just went in, we talked, and And this is while you're already part of the firm or before you've joined them? Before I joined them. So I another toxic tort firm that specializes it. only in toxic tort work. So you wanted to make sure the their culture fit what you were looking for and you valued in, in your next organization. Yeah, and also their growth model. Right? Okay. They're, they're already growing, they're expanding, Perfect. and they're missing this very lucrative mm. you know, field. Right. Okay. There's no they're already at, they're already getting these cases, they're already gathering cases, they're already advertising. So why don't I mean, it, I didn't think it was too bold for me to say, look, this is what I do. OK, this is what I could offer you. And that's another piece of advice. Right. Don't don't always think about what somebody could offer you. Think about what you could offer them. Right. And and, and, and that'll that'll help you. Right. That'll help Straight you from forward. the fantasy king himself <laughs> on the legal field <laughs> to the husband field. Uh, we'll go into the personal side a little bit. You know, I've gotten to know you for 20, 25 years and more Ooh, uh, very old, recently. <laughs> we are, we are. And recently, this past spring, I had a chance to attend your incredible wedding. 
Thank you for coming, man. You guys were very well loved, well received. You are the dance king of Dominican Republic. Shout out to Nipa and all the dancers. Can we throw some of those videos? Yeah, we can throw that. Yeah, we can throw some uh, blooper videos from the from your wedding. (laughs) Put it back in uh, post, right? First of all, your I had the Drake Six God shirt on. The first question your mom's (laughs) asked me: Are you Catholic? And I was like, I'm really sorry. Whatever you want me to be, uh, Miss Vasquez. Dude, I don't don't mean to interrupt you. And then they everyone thought I was Venezuelan as well. Was like, what's up with that? That's what I was gonna say. My mom after the wedding, right? Her son has gotten married. She had a brand new daughter. The first thing she tells me, because we all came back to the family together, she was like, who was that great Venezuelan couple that kept dancing? And and literally, that that's her first sentence to me after after we it's arrived. It's your great friend, Dr. Ivan Khan of the Notre Girl Podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's who it was. So she told her. Um, so with that, I mean, you clearly, you know, when, when you're... When you're making that decision to take the leap from, you know, from, from dating to being engaged to being married, tell us a little bit about that growth for you and um, how, what type of husband credits were you building up for the, for the Sundays to watch Ooh, the football? So tough, tell, tell, tough. tell the, tell the young homies out there a little bit about the husband credit, about the, about making that jump, buying the ring, whatever you want to share about that part of your, your growth. This is tough. So I'll tell you about fantasy first and football. Yeah. Right? yeah. So <clears throat> the other day I bought some chocolates. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of little smooths that, right? A lot of compliments. Just chocolates, Joe? Just chocolate. It was nice because I have a chocolate. Every once in a while, you come home with a oh, flower. Oh, it's still Tuesday. Okay. Right? <laughs> because I knew the fantasy draft. The fantasy draft was what? Day before yesterday, right? Yeah, it was Tuesday. So maybe you take your parents out for dinner one of exactly. those days. Exactly. You, you know, say, oh, go hang with your girls one day. Build up that credit, you know. So that's the, the, the husband credit. Yeah, but you know, the, the bigger question, getting engaged, man, it's, it's tough and it's not tough. Right, like mm. when I decided, I got married a lot later than you. You and Nipa have been together. We get ten years. God bless. Wow. You're at wow. the wedding. Uh, our kids, six and four. You had a you had a chance to hang with them at uh, at Nina's wedding. Absolutely. You know, our kids are wild and shit. But Absolutely no. And for me, I waited a very long time. Right, and Not people too say long. standard nowadays. Standard, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm in my, my late thirties. Okay, right. But yeah, your but wife's young. That's you're, all. you're right. You're right. Yeah, she's still in her thirties. Don't let her fool you. She looks young. What up, Yama? <laughs> hey, babe. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> No, but but I just knew, right? Yeah. When I knew, I just knew, and it wasn't a it wasn't a thing, right? I was like, okay, I gotta get a ring now. Was it stressful? Uh, make, uh, buying the ring or thinking about the proposal and stuff like that for all the for all the young dudes Not out there? Not at all. I just Good. rented out a little room at the bottom of this great cafe. I re- really recommend it, Philip and Marie Cafe, yeah. uh, down on Eleventh Street in the Village. A uh, little wine cellar, uh-huh. put flowers all over the floor. Did the question. Now the hard part, okay. was the wedding. I really recommend to anybody out there who hasn't been married, just elope. Okay. Elope. Do the church thing for your parents or whatever yeah. religious. You had a beautiful should... Catholic ceremony, by the way, overlooking the cliff, the seaside cliff. Thank you. With the local uh, priest. Yeah, uh, yeah. From the local town. And he was incredible in both Espanol. Yeah, I got lucky because my, my, my father, I was my wife's father, my father-in-law, yeah is the mayor of that tiny little town uh, next door yeah. to where we got married. So he pulled a lot of strings. He really helped out. But So you'd advise the the less cer- ceremonies and just keep it more about uh, you and you and the lady? Just a little. Just go okay. somewhere. Save the money. Save the headaches. I did it, really. We did it for our parents yeah, because yeah. they've really never been part of a big formal wedding. Like yeah, that. yeah. So that's why we did it. But if yeah. it wasn't that, we would have just gone to City Hall. Yeah, yeah, and she's the firstborn, and y'all, all the apples of the, uh, you know, the families and stuff. So, 
Uh, getting back to football, there's okay. a lot of, you know, we had the draft on Tuesday. Um, but, you know, football is sun- every Sunday, September till basically like end of January. It feels like every Thursday to Sunday now, right? Now it does. Mm-hmm. We got like the, the out of the Thursday night game, but it's always kind of a trash game. You know <laughs> that. Um, what is your football watching schedule? How, how was it last year? Are you really watching, watching? Or, um, you know, now that, you, you know, when you're married, you got to kind of like figure out how to split the Sundays. So any words of advice for all the folks out there um, who want to watch football with their lady or, you know, want to use that time to do their own thing and come back a few hours later? Yeah, well, I was lucky yeah. because my then fiance went back to school. Okay. Like she's doing her post back because she wants to go to dental school. Okay. Right? So she had a lot of studying to do. So that's kind of how we're going to blend it. But to be honest, I don't know. Right. Uh, we're married now. Yeah. She's a little more together with her school. So I'm going to have to try to, you know, sneak it in where I can. NFL app, stuff like that. Okay. The other challenge is I cut the cord. Oh, no cable? Got rid of my cable. So how are you, how are you following live uh, interactive sports? Because we're, we're in part of the basketball league where I whoop your ass uh, every year. <laughs> you had a little luck last year in, fe- in fantasy football. I'm still but... figuring it out. Me and Samir might be splitting the NBA league pass for basketball. Yeah. For this, I'm going to use, try Hulu TV. Oh, like you can try that? They have the live games. So I want to see okay. all the games because you're not going to know fantasy football if you're just, you know, reading somebody else's advice, right? Like okay. Alvin Kamara, remember I picked him up yeah. in our league a couple of years ago. I just saw the game and I had AP on my team, right? And he was supposed to be, you know, it's kind of his comeback after he got okay. suspended. And, and, and you I knew you were like, who's Alvin this, who's this Kamara mofo Camara? Preseason. Okay. I was like, this kid is. He got well, it. Yeah, he, he he's got done. It. Okay. So you got to watch the games. So, so to wrap up the growth section, if you're cutting the cord and you want to save money on your cable bills, I'm not plugging any freaking <laughs> service. What's worked for you? Because um, I still got cable because I got kids and I got to like, I got to wonder yeah, un- until so. Disney really holding down the new streaming. But I got a whole bunch of these services. I got I got the zone for boxing, so mm-hmm. we can all hang out on Saturdays mm-hmm. and have an excuse awesome. to awesome. excuse to hang out. <laughs> uh, we got the leak pass going, but um, if you're cutting the cord, what are the must-haves and what are the ah you can do without it? Before we go out a, a call, must-haves absolutely. Netflix, yeah, is number one for two, content, original content, yeah. yeah. Then Hulu for your TV stuff, right? And from there, you got to specialize. How about how about live sports? Live sports, I don't know yet. It's only been two months, right? I'm trying it out, right? Oh, shit, you, but you, so you cut the cord in the off-season. That's easy. Cut, of course, right? So that's oh the my challenge. God. So I'm trying to figure it out. I just got Hulu TV. So I got to come back on here like in March and tell you how it went. I might, I might go back to cable. I don't know. I'm never visiting you to watch sports. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, sorry. I don't carry this. My, my nah, carrier. You, you, <laughs> carry don't, don't, this. Drink. don't worry about the sports. <laughs> um, so, well, you know, the episode's on football. It's on culture. The, the the most you know famous phase out there for people in our generation. We did it for the culture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know those coined by Jay Z, mm-hmm. but Jay Z. A lot of they look like what? When, uh, a lot of folks would say that this latest move of partnering with the NFL uh, isn't really for the culture; it's for the money. And we all know Jay Z is a businessman, but outside of that, uh, how do you personally feel about his move? Um, and what else do you want to share about it? You know, it's interesting you bring this up because it affected me. Something like that affected me personally, right? So so it's a big thing nowadays. Somebody does something you don't like, right? Somebody's going to cancel them, right? They're not in this and that. Everything they did doesn't matter anymore. Cancel. So, right? So, so the whole thing is I don't support the move. I get the criticism. Don't get me wrong, right? The NFL is an organization that's done, you know, more harm than good, I think, especially of late, right? Mm. Uh, a thousand examples. But then something <laughs> happened to me recently 
where I'm a member of Equinox, right? Yeah, oh, snap. The reason I'm a member of Equinox is because there are not a lot of gyms uptown, unfortunately, right? These type of corporations. So you got scarcity. Make... So they get, they get to kind of be like your go-to place, and you've, you sound like you've grown comfortable. It's become a second home away from your own home. Have you ever been to Platinum Fitness? Dog, I got a I got a lifetime <laughs> when I'm able to, but I live out in the suburbs. But beautiful gym, yeah, lifetime. Yeah, we got it. Planet Fitness sucks, and there are 14 people waiting for every machine. There are no free weights, and I'm trying. Yeah, to but say, it's a pricing point too, because you 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 and I are uh, post 35. It's true. It's you true. you know you got a you got a good job, mm-hmm. so like like pricing. So which uh, so cancel culture I'm by Jay Z? Yeah, say I'm about a member, it? and that's the, that's the whole point. My girl. My wife, sorry, yeah, babe. My yeah. wife confronted me about canceling my membership at Equinox. And I'm like, babe, I got a contract, right? What, what am I going to do? I'm going to cancel my contract, mess up my credit, pay a big fee. Yeah. For, for what? Right? So I don't support the CEO of Equinox. I most certainly do not support Trump in any way, shape, yeah. or form. But I get that every person's situation is is different. So yep. I, don't, I don't know what Jay's thinking. I don't yeah. know what goes on in his house. I don't know if he's bored at What's home your, or not. Yeah, so you don't have much of an opinion? Like I, you're, I'm like this. Nah. If, if he could avoid it, I would support that. I get the criticism. But I also think we got to let a guy who's done as much as the culture okay. for, for minorities. Baseline for urban a, culture. A little bit of a, a, little uh, bit more of a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Let's see where this thing goes. Let's not jump on him just yet. Let, let, let's see what happens. Well, let's see if the t-shirts look any good. Exactly. I'm not, you know, if I, if I don't have to quit Equinox, he doesn't have to quit uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yo, uh, Were you there at my crib for the Floyd um, Pacquiao fight? Of course. Or, uh, of course. So, you know, like literally. I think I watched Literally <laughs> every freaking uh, big fight we probably would see in my crib. Like half an hour before it. Nipo starts reading about Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather, and that's when she realized about example. his uh, domestic violence cases. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You know what? I don't think I want to watch this tonight." Yeah. I was like, "You could have told me this before, because we got like 15 people coming over." She's like, "Yeah, I don't feel comfortable." I was like, "Okay, uh, so I got to host alone." So like, she was obviously there hosting, and uh, as every bit a part of it. But it was like, "Oh snap!" She dropped the bombshell about canceling Floyd half an hour before like the fight. You got 30 people coming to your crib. Yeah, so. It was, so it was like, all right, we we you know, but hosting is something we love to do. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm it's it's definitely more of the conversation now. With the latest Chappelle uh, mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. you and I going back. Um, you're clearly uh, you know with with football. Let's get some football football questions. Okay, let's questions. do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, hopefully everyone has already. Dra- the kickoff is tonight. It Hopefully, he's already k- finished their drafts. You got the Packers. You're not, you're not giving away any freaking secrets to me. <laughs> um, tell us about your the team that you drafted from your two QB league. You don't go round by round, but name three players that you really happy about it. Which rounds you got them as far as you remember? Oh, that's that's Nick Chubb. Yeah, when you when you pick him up? Somehow I got him in the second round. Well, we we have two QB, so for everyone out there, and our our league is very uh, QB philic. Uh, like okay. we are extra QB. And so. that's the thing. And I think generally, you know, it worked out for me last year, right? But yeah. the difference between the, the the third QB and the tenth QB isn't as great. Is, as is minimal. But but Nick Chubb can eat, especially until week ten. That I we'll think see he has what a happens. chance to be a top three running back this year for the whole season. Even yep. even with Cremon coming back, mm-hmm. when he when he's back, it's still Nick Chubb's. Offense. Absolutely. Okay. Then I got to worry about two weeks for the playoffs. Give me and I'll two, figure it out. Give right? me two more people then that, that you're proud David of in your team. David Montgomery, by far, Chicago is my running favorite back? pick. Chicago, David Mopportunity, as he's called on the interwebs, right? Interwebs? Yo, you're not giving it up for Devin Singletary, my RB oh, from I, Buffalo. You I love Devin love Singletary. That. You gave me I, a gift for me. I, I love that. Especially Sleeper pick. The trade. Big, but the thing is, the thing is, 
there aren't sleeper picks anymore. So our sleeper picks were going like in the fifth, sixth round. Those are those are mid round picks now, right? I'm that I'm that dude who did the two waivers last night. Overnight. I saw I you saw, saw that you. Shit. I got the one of my sleepers was James Washington. I know, and the other dude from Miami. Miami, Albert Wilson. The Ooh, yards Albert. after a freaking catch. Mm-hmm. That guy goes ham. Yeah. So to, to Ivo's audience right now, the commissioner of the league opens up the season by claiming a deep sleeper well, I it was a 10 sleep. minutes after the waiver yellow sleep <laughs> i can't help it i uh, what four in the morning so yeah it was like it was like a day long i was like i got two days to make this make this claim or not and last night i, I switched the claim and then i added the other one i was like all right and then i woke up in the morning and driving I was like, oh, shit. what's the they miami receivers day man you remember I think it? albert wilson for anyone yes. who hasn't picked up albert yes. wilson he's, he's he can he can go beast like he can get like a like a seven-yard catch and then mm-hmm. run for 80. Mm-hmm. So just watch mm-hmm. out. He, he's crazy and out there. Miami's always going to be down. And they lost Kenny Stills in that trade. And that's, you know why? Because he was because he was kneeling for with Cap. I don't want to talk about Kenny Stills because somebody might still be eyeing him. <laughs> in in our league, our league. So. <laughs> Should we take a break so you can pick him up on our pod right now <laughs> before it's it published? Right now. Let's do it live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was some years in there. Oh, shit. Um, okay, so um, any other fantasy advice that... okay? Before we wrap up with some music stuff, because you and I are from the same culture, the same music, Um, when it comes to fantasy football, what are the top strategies that you're employing for? Did you you finish your top three? You had Chubb? Was your second person? Oh, you know, last one. um, Yeah. I'm I'm going to cheat here. Your special one. I'm going to say a half and half. Yeah. Whoever the number two receiver is in Green Bay, whether that's Geronimo Allison or Malquez, uh, uh, Valdez. Valdez. You, you picked up Valdez. I picked up both of them. You picked up both of them? Back to back. And I, I was... burned the ninth and 10th on them, which is annoying because only one of them is going to have value. But, it, but I... you know, you got to, but you know, it's one of those like, you are a, a waiver wire scavenger. It's mm-hmm. similar to you me. Gotta be. Uh, we're the only two ones left. Mm-hmm. We miss you, Mo. Um, <laughs> but with, with that said, I, I was looking for Valdez in the draft and I couldn't find him. So you always got to click show drafted players. Yes. Because I was wasting a whole mm-hmm. lot of time mm-hmm. searching for people and they weren't showing up because I didn't click. That's my issue with uh, the Yahoo shit. Yahoo. I did, yeah. I did ESPN last year. It mm-hmm. sucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Yahoo, I, I'll give it five times yeah. the, the, the experience. Okay. Have you okay. used any other fantasy uh, things where, where you enjoyed it more? another one that shows the whole board while it's getting drafted. I forget the name. Oh, that's of freaking it. dope. Is it yeah. like Fantasy Pro Sports no, or no, like CBS man, type like, uh, Something, uh, oh my gosh, starts with an S. Oh, Sporting News. No, sport, sporting News. app or something. I forget oh, the name. One of those. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Top three tips for those in two QB leagues, because that's where you really earned your uh, stripes. Mm-hmm. Well, one, pick up good QBs as soon as they break out, right? Like, mm. So if there's a rumor that somebody, some rookie, some hotshot rookie... Or a random injury with the report incomplete. Just take it, your chances and pick him up and, and, and see if he maybe uh, tore something. Pick and then, him up. And and two, sometimes that'll get you wins. Because, you know, last year in, in the game that got me the bye, right? Are you going to do this to Ahmed right now? Uh, Are you going to oh, do no, this no, to no, your no, best no, friend, no, your no, best no, man? No. So, uh, for everyone watching, Samir, you saw this... Uh, our fantasy champion here did some very strategic grimery moves to very strategic, but it really pissed off our, your opponent. Well, I'm not dropping no names, and I did it a couple of times, but it's how I won the chip as well, right? So if you're going against somebody and there's injury news, right, you want to win every week, yeah. right? Don't give away the weeks, the bye weeks, because if you get that bye, mm-hmm. you get a bye, your chances of winning the championship increase exponentially yeah. right because you gotta win two games instead of three games right? yeah 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 so so if you see you're going against somebody and they they have a deep team they're not moving on the waiver wire on their backup get their backup man 
Boom. Because it might get you a win, which gets you Pick up your opponent's handcuff, even if you're going to stash him on your bench. Mm -hmm. Third and final. Oh, sorry to anyone who's been on the receiving end of it <laughs> by King Joe over here. Um, final tip before we uh, wrap, uh, wrap up the this segment with our uh, musical conversations. Okay. okay. Right. Final tip for fantasy. Final tip, easy. Follow your gut. Don't wait to read it until you do it. Right? If, 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 what do you example, mean by that? I, I, you got me confused again, Joe. What are you talking about? Somebody like Damian Williams, mm -hmm. right? Ooh, you see, you see Damian Williams last year getting snaps. You got to move on him, yeah. Right now, tonight or not tonight, right? When Kansas City plays on, they play on Sunday, right? Yeah, and then they had that whole last weekend trade shit go pop off. Yeah, like like if he's not getting touches, make a move on it, right? Yeah, trade, pick up his backup. Don't wait until you read somebody tell you what you already know. Yeah. By then, somebody like you. So act upon your gut. If your gut tells it to you, act because someone like Ivo or Joe will exactly. snatch them up before you, you do. You, you got to move on it. You got to move on it. Don't sleep on us. We're we're crazy. We're we're <laughs> we're vultures. All right, Joe. You and I grew up in the, uh, we went to high school in the mid to late 90s, oftentimes regarded as the golden era of hip hop. Absolutely. You happen to have a photographic memory when it comes to musical lyrics. Um, oftentimes people say, my memory uh, in different ways, but tell me, who are your favorite MCs? Because they had that whole top 50 MCs. Let's yeah, go through yeah. your Mount Rushmore top five, and we'll go lyrically because you, okay. uh, you're, you're, um, you appreciate the lyricism. So, am I picking the five that I know are universally acclaimed? Or your my five, personal? your personal five, Joe. I don't, I don't need, I don't need. Everyone kind of knows. I want to yeah, hear. We want to yeah, hear yours, yeah. Mr. Joe. Well, Nas, absolutely. Right, I could recite every one of his rhymes. Especially the first two albums. Y'all see this in the studio? Nas gets mad love. Whether right. you're from freaking <laughs> Columbia, I mean, well, you're from uh, Harlem. Yeah. We yeah. had uh, people from Queens and mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, it's a blessing, the essence of adolescence. I could go through the entire album one by one. To only built on Cuban Life's links. Bitch. What? What's that? Raekwon, Ghostface. You know, that, you know how? Why are? Uh, why does that album so highly regarded by uh, fans of uh, of strong lyrics? I mean. I had a run-in. We have a Knicks Twitter. So we ran into Ronnie from high school. Shout-outs to Ronnie and Mark. And we were talking about music, and they were like, yo, Raycon, Cuban Link. So what, what's so special about that album? It, it wasn't only about the lyrics. The lyrics were amazing. Okay. But they added music and creativity to the lyrics, right? So they were talking about what everybody else was talking about. They were, they were, they were doing... The lyrics were amazing. Okay. But they also had all this funky stuff and ideas, right? And... And they were taking samples that were so they were doing high. stuff before it became like yeah. popular. Do it, and they were they did it well in Wu Tang fashion. Absolutely, for me personally, right as a Puerto Rican guy growing up yeah, uptown, yeah, you got to give it up. Fat Joe, boom, big pun, yeah, a little later, Joel Ortiz. I mean, those for me, there was a period in the nineties. Representation matters, bro. There was a there's a jumping point where it was the coolest thing in the world. At least I felt like right. 
Uh, yeah, Noriega, uh, be, Queens, uh, Latino, exactly. Yeah. Like you know, Capone, you know, or, yeah, all these, all these, all these folks. You know, how Tupac was like Marvin Gaye, sing to me. He had me feeling like black was a thing to be. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt in '95, throwing on "You Got a Flow, Joe," right? Exactly. Or in the late '90s and early 2000s, throwing on "Big Pun." I was like, oh, these guys, they're from right here, right? They're from right across the bridge. I shop on Ford. No John Blay shit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. now that those last two spots, yeah. personally, you can debate. It's your throw, favorite, so it's your list. Biggie in there, obviously. You can't be from New York and not love Biggie. Yeah. One that would surprise most people was Eminem. For, for you, but Eminem, yeah. it doesn't surprise me because, yeah. like, you understand, you know, MC gods and, like, Eminem lyrically, he may be a little slightly after our, our youth, but mm-hmm. you recognize game where it's, where it's there. Absolutely. I didn't like him at the beginning either. I was, I was a little probably stereotyped him, assumed he was going to be whack, you know? But once, especially his second album. Yeah. That that uh, Marshmallow's LP, Eminem LP, the second one. Yeah, we. I could know. listen to it from start to finish, and it hasn't aged well. I'll tell you right now, it has not oh, aged well uh, at all. Man. Don't so listen in 2019. Listen go back, go back in time machine to 2003, and then try but it. His yeah. cadence, his lyrics, yeah. and also how he was in touch with his raw emotions. He was the first rapper that was down to be self-deprecating. Yeah. Right, he didn't need to or, be or discuss like mental health and depression and feeling really like struggling yeah. with uh, challenges around his family situations and, and stuff. And that stuff, if you grew up in a challenging situation, yeah, you can relate to. Like I was bullied. Yeah, yes, right. Yeah, you, so was I. Like, so, so yeah. when you're bullied, you hear that you're like, yeah, I do have the fantasy of going back after my bully and doing X, yeah. Y, and Z. Fortunately, yeah. I never acted on it. X, right? Y, and Z. <laughs> hey, thanks for helping me grow so much. <laughs> Good you're job. Like, you're like, uh, uh, no. Way to beat me up for my Jansports. Uh, yeah. yeah, very, very yeah. nice of you, right? No, no. But in all honesty, he was just saying, doing something that was completely different. And I think every single MC now is connected to one of those sort of pillars. I would call of modern hip hop. It's it's a really fun list to hear because you know, for everyone, even though we have like the top five list, so we know who the best are. Mm-hmm. Even within it, we have our own personal top fives. And Absolutely. it's always fun to like uh, go back and forth and have these conversations. So you know, you're in summary as we as we wrap up the episode, and we wanted to have you on because you know you're a real inspiration to me personally as your friend, and also so many people who I know would be inspired by hearing your story, especially the way you're able to tell it um, from Inwood uh, to um, finding the right uh, middle school programs to uh, getting the right resources to get into a, a top high school like Bronx Science. Uh, to doing ROTC and meeting Bill Clinton, the president, when we were kids. That's you, called Boy State. Boy State. My, my, my fault. Yeah, my no, fault. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty cool. It that was, was so cool. crazy because we were in high school and like we were like came back from junior year and like here Joe is with a picture of shaking Bill Clinton's hand. We're like, ah, oh my gosh. So that was inc- just so for anyone who's just hearing you for the first time, um, you know, you're doing amazing things in your career. Um, you're really giving back to your community and in Inwood. Um, you're really building something incredible with your, uh, your better three quarters, Yamel. Um, you're, you know, and, you know, over fantasy, it's going to be a fun freaking season. Any last things you're looking forward to in the fantasy season? Uh, where can we find you? Where can we follow you? Any shout outs to your people out there? Uh, I'll probably be hanging out with you either today after the pod or, or somewhere. I got my, you know, Saquon <laughs> jersey on. <laughs> so what's, what's next for, uh, King, uh, fantasy King Esquire? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't really do too much social media. You yeah. know me, man. Uh, so I'm not looking for any follows at anything. I'd like to give a shout out to the Super Chain. Shout out to Harlem Football. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to my fan. Shout yeah. out to my beautiful wife. Yeah. Um, what's next to me? We'll see, man. Just keep trying to serve my community, right? Yeah. Represent, you know, my clients uptown. Do the best I can. And also keep trying to make a positive impact in my community, man. Fantastic, Joe. 
enjoy a kickoff tonight. Hopefully we'll be uh, watching it together. And you know we're going to be on our fantasy apps this Sunday when the games go on. Yeah, we might be watching this game together, man. Most likely, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, man. Anytime. Come back soon. And make sure, remember the promise, make sure to get this on Google Podcasts. There are a lot of Android users out there. Yo, right? for all y'all well, heads out there, there we got some Androids. It's, it's we got Yeah, we're using world. a service. Uh, <laughs> we're using a service as, as, as putting it on like everything. So we'll talk more about good, uh, good, some good. of those. Um, so to all of the listeners at home, uh, you know, it's always fun when we can have not only an external guest come from the outside, but, you know, especially when they have, they, I've, I've known them for 20, 25 years. It's uh, incredibly fulfilling and, um, you know, I'm very, very grateful to our guest for being here today. To all of the listeners at home, we really hope you were inspired, you were entertained, you learned a few things. We wish you strong fantasy seasons. Uh, you know, and uh, always remember, uh, catch you next time. Catch us on our on our Instagram, our, our our Twitter handles, and all that stuff. And always remember, until next time, pay it forward, folks. Pay it forward. Talk to you soon. Awesome.